audiovisual specialist, here to tell you a little bit about what you're going to hear in this week's episode. At Young Farmers and Ranchers Conference this weekend, we welcomed special guest Terry Holdren, the CEO and General Counsel of Kansas Farm Bureau, to talk about the Farm Bureau health plans they've implemented to serve their members in their state. This legislative session, we are urging the Missouri legislature to allow Missouri Farm Bureau to also implement health plans for our members. Stay tuned to this episode to hear a little bit about how the Farm Bureau health plan process would work. And if you have had trouble finding affordable health care, please share your story at mofb.org forward slash action dash center. Thanks for listening. So what we're working on in this state legislative session is a way for Missouri Farm Bureau to offer a health plan to its members. And that's what I want to dive into to this not, uh, tonight. You know, at annual meeting a couple of years ago, we did a survey with annual meeting attendees and, and teed up and, and essentially started generating the conversation about how important access to affordable health coverage is. Based on those survey results, we took to learning from other state Farm Bureaus, because that's what we do within Farm Bureau. We learn from one another. And what we learn is there are six state Farm Bureaus that, working with their respective legislatures, have received approval to offer health plans to their own Farm Bureau members within their states. So tonight, I've asked one of our longtime friends, a neighbor to the West, even though we always talk about the Kansas rivalry, uh, there are a lot of ways that we work together. And in fact, uh, back in 2011, 2012, it was the partnership of Kansas Farm Bureau, Florida Farm Bureau, and several other states that yielded the most important uh, improvements in farm truck exemptions in the Federal Highway Bill that we had had in some time. So yes, we can't work across state lines for the good uh, of everybody. But tonight, Terry Holden, uh, Terry, if you make your way up on the stage, Terry serves as the CEO and general counsel for, for the Kansas Farm Bureau. He has a long history with the organization, having served uh, and worked in the state house as well as uh, handling national issues. But during Terry's time as CEO, uh, I know the former governor, Sam Brownback, tapped Terry to help serve on a statewide task force in Kansas to look at the challenges surrounding health care overall. Uh, I think Terry can say that he learned a lot from that process, but then going into 2018 and 2019, they got serious about how to, to better impact their members and address this issue. So, so Terry, welcome. Let's give Terry Holdren a big Missouri welcome. Okay, there's one thing that we can do in unison, I think, or a question that I can ask that you would appreciate as well. We'll just see this for audience participation. How about those? There we go. Not bad. We'll try it again. Sometimes. It's warm up. It's warm up evening, right? Yeah. It is warm up Okay. So, so Terry, give us a little bit, give us a little bit of your story. Um, again, I teased a little bit about your connection and your longtime service to Farm Bureau, but I'd like to hear your why as well, because within the Farm Bureau, you kind of have been the point person on this issue of healthcare. Yeah, so similar to what you said in your introductory remarks, we have been listening to our membership, looking for ways to better serve and expand the service that we provide to members in Kansas, and consistently have heard the story from them about how they could no longer afford coverage for their families, health coverage for their families. We heard members who were paying thirty or $40,000 in annual premiums for high deductible plans 
with deductibles from ten to fifteen thousand dollars, where you've got to have a literal catastrophe before any coverage occurs for your family. So we're spending all of that money on health coverage for very, very little coverage at all. Um, we are folks who just no longer can afford that. Some who have had to go to town and get a job in town simply for the health coverage benefit that comes from being employed. Folks who are completely going without coverage and just running the risk of their whole operation by not having any insurance coverage. So we began looking around to try to find answers and try to help our folks find a more affordable options for coverage. Uh, we came upon a product that Iowa Farm Bureau had been developing, but the Tennessee Farm Bureau had been offering for more than 70 years at the time, based on a statutory exemption in their state law. So one of the things that your folks should probably know, while the Affordable Care Act governs what's included in healthcare coverage at the national level, state law actually determines what is and what is not health insurance. And by amending a state statute, you can essentially create a member benefit health plan, which is defined by the law as not insurance. That allows you to offer something that's different or exempt from the Affordable Care Act requirements and can better meet the needs of our membership in the Farm Bureau family at a cost that's more affordable for them. So, so Terry, the, the why, what you have described, parallels what I hear all the time. In fact, I had a conversation with a friend in Vernon County who explained what the, their situation was going into the new year. Premium was now going to be $2,100 $2, a month. They knew they couldn't afford it. It was a, essentially a catastrophic plan. And my friend said he went to his wife and said, okay, I think we should change it to where you and the girls are covered, but I'm going to drop off and I'm going to go uninsured. And her response was, how, how can you do that? You're the one that's in the high risk occupation. You're the one that's farming every day. We can't allow you to potentially get hurt and not be covered. But Terry, I hear this conversation all the time, the difficult decisions that people are having around the dinner table, that oftentimes, as you think about the difficult financial decisions on the farm or in your business, so many times they're revolving around this one issue. Yeah, and that's in a nutshell, Garrett. For us in Kansas, you know, one of the purposes of the Farm Bureau, and I'm sure that's true here, is you know, we talk about sustainability in lots of ways these days, but we know we're not sustainable if we're not profitable on the farm. And if, we're, if we can't afford those healthcare premiums, that leads to really hard decisions for our farm families that can impact the entire operation. You know, what a tragedy for someone to go uncovered and then have something happen and you can't get the care that you need. So we really became motivated by solving for that very situation in Kansas. Um, we went to our legislature in 2019 and asked them for authority to offer a member benefit health plan. Very similar to the statute that I think you all are trying to pass here in Missouri this year. Um, it was a fight um, and it is incredibly important that membership engages in this fight. Um, I, I said this to our members this week, Lobbyists are very powerful and effective and great advocates, um, but the voices of members, the stories that you all have about your own operations are far more effective than that effort can ever be. You all telling your story to elected officials who hopefully will listen to you um, and hopefully will act on the things that you say is incredibly impactful in making good things happen for Missouri Park. Okay, so let's go back to the basics and let's, let's get into some of the fight, but first, 
health plan. Uh, explain how a health plan is different than health insurance. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this is where it's fun, right? Uh, a health plan, the, the health plan we offer, essentially is built on a model and a platform that looks, acts, and feels like a traditional health insurance product. Except that the state law in Kansas defines our health plan as not insurance. So that lets you do some things that allow us to save money for our members. For example, um, because we're not an insurance product, we are not regulated by the ACA. The ACA would tell you you have to cover everybody for everything. In Kansas, we have the ability to rate and underwrite our members. So y'all are too young to remember the way insurance worked before the Affordable Care Act was passed, but that's essentially what happened back in that time period. Insurance companies would take your medical information and they would underwrite you and they would rate for a product and then your premium would be based on that, that data. Um, that's what we do in Kansas today. We're allowed to factor in some pre-existing conditions, some of which we chose not to cover in our plans in Kansas because they're too costly if they're already present. That means that we say no to some folks who apply for our coverage. That lets us, though, say yes to a lot more folks who are seeking affordable options for coverage today. Um, that designation as a member benefit health plan in Kansas also lets us take a look at other factors in your health, right, and, and make determinations. It lets us use waiting periods for something. So if you are a young family, many of you are, and you're thinking about your kids, many of you probably are, um, we're gonna ask you to come and apply for coverage before you actually end up pregnant. Um, so you gotta plan a little bit. Um, we have a nine month waiting period for pregnancy coverage, for example. Um, there are other waiting periods in our coverage that allow us to better understand the needs of our members from a health perspective. That lets us keep the costs lower. So in many instances, when we, when we went out and started offering plans, we estimated that we'd be, awful to, that we'd be able to save folks between 30 and 40% under the cost of the Affordable Care Act. In reality, we've been able to save folks closer to 50 or 60%, which for some folks means $1,000 or $1,500 a month in premiums is saved. Um, we've now heard stories from our members who have been able to quit the town job, stop working in town, and fully come back to the farm um, and fully invest in an operation to make investments and improvements on their farm or their ranch, um, to buy a new pickup truck, to save for college for their kids or do other things because we've been able to sit, provide real savings in their health care premiums. So, Secretary, you, you described the underwriting process. Now, for your members, they're underwritten one time. Right? One time. So, if you're under two or over 40, we are going to underwrite you in the state of Kansas when you first come to us. That happens once. Um, once we set your premium, the only way your premium will go up is if you get older or the experience of the whole pool of folks causes us to have a general rate increase. If you get sick, that does not mean we're going to either one, cancel you or two, raise your premiums, because that's not how the product works. It's only based on age and pool experience of the folks in the plan. So we, we underwrite at the very beginning. Um, if, for example, you may come to us and let's say you're a little fluffy. Um, okay. or, or, <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Or really? not a personal statement here. Um, or maybe your height and your weight are sort of out of proportion. We'll talk about it that way. Um, that can be a factor that would cause us to rate you higher. If you decide to go on a diet or exercise or do other things to get healthier, you can come back and ask us to re-rate you, which could cause your premium to go down. That would never cause your premium to go up with us. So the only benefit of participating in the plan once you're in 
is that it gets better for you based on the choices that you make on how to protect it. And this is all for members, right? So for members. you're on the plan as long as you continue to be a part of your member. Yeah, so it's membership based, you got to be a member first. So we take that membership application uh, first, and then you can apply for coverage under the plan. As long as you pay your premiums and your membership dues, we'll continue to cover you regardless of where you live or what happens to you. So if you get sick, if something happens to your family, we are contractually obligated. This is where the general counsel part comes in, right? Yes. We have a contractual relationship with you, our member, and our insurer to cover whatever that scenario is, whatever happens to you. If there's a foreign accident, we're going to cover it. If your spouse or you end up with cancer, we're going to cover it. That's how the product is guaranteed to work, and that's our obligation to you. We stuck, we, when we did this with our legislature, um, we went to them and said, look, we're an organization that's been around for over 100 years, and we're going to stake our reputational integrity honorability to deliver this plan in a way that will benefit and help our members. So that's our incentive, and that's what we work at every day, is making sure that we can cover whatever claims um, come into us. Terry, does this look any different when your members go to their nurse practitioner or when they need to go to ER? Does it look any different on no. that side than the back end? It doesn't. So, so practicality, I can show you my card. You're going to get a card from Kansas Farm Bureau Health Plans or Missouri Farm Bureau Health Plans when you're successful here. Um, once you're rated under, you paid your premium, your membership dues, we're going to give you a, a coverage card that says I'm covered, my health is covered by Kansas Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you get sick, you're going to go to the doctor. Um, now we use the United Healthcare Network, which is a nationwide network. That's another challenge that our members were having lots of times. Um, in Kansas, many of the other carriers were reducing the size of the network to, to cut their costs. So for our folks who live in a border county, um, folks who lived in, say, um, you know, Smith County, Kansas, which is up on the Nebraska line, and go to the doctor in Kearney, Nebraska, under most other products in Kansas, they're out of network. So that's not a coverage that those providers would, would cover. It's not a claim they would pay. We use the United Healthcare Nationwide Network, which lets folks go to the doctor wherever they choose, as long as that doctor is participating in the network. So you know what, like with anything, you want to make sure your doctor is in network. But once you do that, you go to the doctor, schedule the appointment, pay the copay, um, just like a regular insurance product. You're going to get seen by the doctor, you're going to be able to go to the emergency room, and it works and functions just like you would expect a regular coverage to work, except that by the statute, it is not insurance. It's a member benefit health plan. Uh, Terry, I've heard people try to say that these are just stripped down plans that you don't have access to preventative services or you may what, what does it look like for the, the average Kansas? So in Kansas, we offer several different plan choices. We offer a high deductible product, which has limitations, just like you might see in any other high deductible. They're going to be higher amounts that you're going to have to pay out of pocket. They're going to be higher annual maximums that you would have to meet before coverages in the plan would kick in. Um, so those, there's some limitations. You've got to know the product that you're buying. It does require you to become an informed and educated consumer. We offer a traditional membership plan, though, that looks and acts very much like a regular insurance product. It's got a $1,500 annual deductible per, per individual on the plan. It's got about, a, you can have three or $5,000 family deductibles. So when you hit those marks, everything else under the plan is covered. They cover preventive services, so your annual well woman, well, well man, well child check, whatever those look like for you, those are all covered under the plan entirely because we want folks to have the opportunity to take care of themselves in a proactive way. 
Um, when folks get sick, we're going to cover that. If you've been on our coverage just for nine months and you have a kid, we're going to take care of that child. And as soon as you have a kid, we're going to add them into the plan. So all you've got to do is tell us that you have a child, they're automatically going to add into your family plan. Another benefit for any of you folks in the audience who are planning to have lots of kids, after three, the rest of the kids are free. So you want to have 10 kids. We signed up the family a couple weeks ago with 10 kids. Uh, you only pay for the first three and the rest are free. Uh, so there's an added benefit there. Uh, but we, it's our obligation and our intent to make sure we're taking care of our members with these plans. So the notion that they're skimpy uh, is, a, is a fallacy created by the insurance companies who oppose these things legislatively because they're scary competition, quite frankly. Okay. I think Eric or the committee may have a mic or two. So if there's someone that has a question, I want to make sure that we get to it. But Terry, I want you to describe, I mean, we're getting in the thick of things in the legislature. You know, and, and what we hear is not a level playing field from a competition standpoint or all these arguments. What, what was the experience in Kansas and ultimately how did you get it across the finish line? Right, uh, so this is, legislature is always fun. We love our friends in the legislature, and, until we don't, uh, but for the most part we do. Uh, so we introduced our bill early in 2019, uh, had hearings. We set out in Kansas, which is essentially the note that you have in Missouri, right? We didn't set out to obliterate employer-provided coverage. Our focus was the 8% of Kansans who buy a product on the individual market every day. They're small business owners, they're most of you in the room who run a, run a small operation on a farm or ranch and the other 8% of Kansans who are uninsured. So our focus was 16% of the state's population. The other 84%, 84% math is not my strong suit, went to law school, not accounting school. Uh, the other 84% was not our interest group, right? We were talking about 16% of Kansans. So we filed our bill, had hearings in the legislature, immediately the insur large insurance carriers in the state said this is a bad idea because you're gonna take all the healthy lives out of the state and you're going to offer skinny plans and not cover things, and you're going to create an unlevel playing field. But our response was, look, your products do not create affordable options for our members in Kansas. That's our goal. That's all we want to do for this 16% set of the population is to give another option, not taking anything away from the Affordable Care Act. If folks don't like our products or our plans, everything still exists. So the playing field is still there in its entirety. We're just adding another option on that list of options that folks should and could consider for their health care needs. Um, we then heard from the groups who said, well, when you get sick, you're not going to cover us. If you get leukemia or you have a stroke or a heart attack or you become diabetic, you're not going to cancel our coverage. Also not true. I talked a little bit ago about the contractual obligation we have. Our intent is to cover lives and to expand opportunities for quality care in Kansas. We found that out when you mentioned in the introduction chaired a task force for Governor Brown back about quality and access to care in Kansas. And one of the things we heard is that Kansans generally were struggling with, I'm sure it's true in Missouri, with finding adequate, affordable access to care. So rural hospitals are struggling. It's hard to fund operations. You said on hospital warning, that is true. Um, it's hard to create an opportunity in rural communities for access to care. Our products just create another option for folks to get access to covered care. What we want to avoid is Generally, people show up at the emergency room because you scrape your knee, right? We need folks to go to their doctor for that. We want you to go to your doctor when you have a cold or whatever. We want you to go to the emergency room when something really bad happens, but not for regular 
care. Having a, a, a coverage product lets you make that decision because you've got a primary care physician that you have a relationship with and that you can go to because it's a covered claim under our plan. Okay. Eric, anybody with a question? I can't tell her. Steve Loud will repeat. <laughs> of what older individuals would be seeing as far as premium before they can go on Medicare? That's a good question. So the question was about premiums for older folks before Medicare. We, so we've been in, in, in we've, we have three years of experience now. We've been in operation for three years. We just took our first rate increase this year. Um, again, the, the rate increases are age-banded. So every five years, you're going to go up to another age-band. Um, I just turned 50. Still recovering a bit uh, and the new H band. Uh, I see everyone here uh, or close to it. Keep going here. It's a big hole, right? Anyway, I'm in a new H band, right? That causes my premium to go up. If the other reason we took the general rate increase we took is because the experience of the entire plan um, caused us to take that and the increased cost for healthcare and, and all of that kind of thing, right? Cost us to take that rate increase. We don't have enough experience at the older ranges to know what happens right before you go to Medicare. What we have seen, and it's limited, so it's not quantifiable, is that for most folks, though, when you hit that age 65, it is significantly more affordable for you to take a, a Medicare supplement product, which we also sell. Um, our Medicare supplement product for individuals is about $223 a month um, in Kansas. I don't know what those rates look like in Missouri. Um, but again, Medicare supplement is a little different. Medicare products, Cover the first 80 percent. No one in the room is under 65. I don't know why I explained that. Medicare products cover the first 80 percent. The supplement plan covers the, the remaining 20 percent typically. So that's why you can get a much bigger. So we we encourage folks who age out or who get to 65 to for sure take a look at it and find the Medicare supplement product that's right for them. Hey, is there anybody else? Over here. Okay. Yes. Uh, in Kansas, was there any other entity that benefited? from the change in the law. And also, uh, outside of Farm Bureau, were there any examples of other entities doing that we could that you looked at? So we, uh, there aren't many outside of Farm Bureau. That's the easy answer to the question. In Kansas, there are four or five other groups authorized by our particular statute that were allowed to offer a, a plan for the benefit of their members. Uh, like our Bankers Association has a, a membership level plan. Um, that they have offered for years. There were, that the Optometrist Association had one, but it, it had been dysfunctional for years, and so no participants. Um, so really, by the time we were done, it, it was really only us and the bankers who were in our statute. Um, and their plan is a lot different. It's a it's an ACA-style plan and a, and, a, and a marketplace plan that they offer their membership. Our plan is the only one actually that really was the unique kind of non-insurance product for the benefit of our members. Um, we talked with Part of the negotiation got about the process, um, and then I got distracted by something 
uh, we've talked with other ag groups about joining us. Um, they didn't meet the definitions. They're, they're members, obviously, lots of times are members of ours, so they qualify for our beverages. Um, but we don't have other folks in our statute from, a, from an association perspective that would be similarly authorized on the things. Okay, so one more. Anybody? Eric, these lights make it hard to see. <laughs> Terry, I think, again, in a short amount of time, we've covered quite a bit of ground in terms of your experience in three years. Tell me, how many how many covered lives do you have now? So we're just short of 15,000 covered lives in Kansas. Um, last year, we paid $22 million in changing claims um, out of our plan, um, and it really had good success. Um, one of our goals going in was to provide great customer service and claim, great claims experience. So if you file a claim, we're going to pay that claim as quickly as possible. Um, you know, fight with us about it. If, it's, if you're entitled to it, we're going to take care of folks. That's one of the one of the things we're all about in Kansas is making sure our folks are in the right place so that they can focus on their operation at home um, and the best decisions for their family. Yeah, you know, Terry, something that you said really, really hit with me. You talked about just Farm Bureau exists to serve its members, right? And, and to meet needs. And that reminds me of the, just the history of when we were formed in 1915, but then the formation of our first insurance company in the 1940s, born out of need, and we saw that same thing happening in state farm bureaus across the country. And folks, what I think is really neat is to see now, in today's modern time, farm bureau rising yet again to address the need. This isn't for everybody. It's not, right? It's not for everybody. It's not. Uh, clearly, there, there are a lot of you in this room that may have health coverage through your employer. Uh, some of you may be able to, to get a subsidized plan on the Affordable Care Act marketplace. This plan is not for you, right? right. You're not going to touch it. But what we're talking about is trying to help this donut hole of folks who have essentially been unserved or underserved. Just too many times, Terry, I've heard the story around the state of people. Yet another gentleman told me in November their family premium went to $3,500 a month in January for essentially a catastrophic plan. Too many times I hear from our producers of members that are going uninsured and rolling the dice. That's what we're trying to fix folks. We're trying to help meet a need for those who have been left behind. So you're going to have the chance tonight. I know there's a QR code that will be up on the screen. Uh, please, please work with our team and tell us your story. If you're having the difficult conversation as a family, about how to meet your healthcare needs and how it's impacting your farm, how it's impacting your small business. We need to hear these stories. Senator Sandy Crawford uh, from West Central Missouri is handling Senate Bill 11. Uh, that is uh, the first bill that was introduced and then Representative Curtis Gregory has the House Companion Bill. It's HB 464. They need to hear from you. Your state legislators need to hear from you. We need to hear from you to hear these personal stories, because your personal stories are what's gonna make a difference in the state capitol after all. Because I guarantee you, it's the individual Kansas Farm Bureau member stories that made a difference in Kansas, right? It was, for sure. Yeah, we, you asked about our process. We had a couple different times where we had critical votes coming. We, we reached out to our membership at times and had a couple thousand of them reply with messages to their legislators. More than one time during our session, we asked folks to come to to our state capital in Topeka, 
and 300 on a couple of different occasions members showed up to fill up a gallery, to sit behind the, the, the speaker's podium, you know, I don't know what your visual is like in Missouri, but to, to make sure that our members in Kansas knew that this mattered to Farm Bureau members across the state. Um, incredibly powerful and effective. So, Terry has set the stage for what may be coming, or will likely be coming this session as we try to get uh, this bill, ultimately the Missouri Farm Bureau Health Plan legislation across the finish line. Let's give Terry Holder a big hand for making the trip over to the That's one thing that's so powerful about being in the Farm Bureau family is that we know we can always reach, whether it's across the state line or here across the country, and we can find a sister state Farm Bureau that's willing to, to help share their experience. We certainly are glad to do it for others as well. Terry, thank you.